Welcome to the Retail Insider video interview series. I'm your host, Craig Patterson, and we're joined here today with a special guest. This is Mark Ainley. He's a contemporary feng shui consultant and founder of Sense of Space. Welcome, Mark. Thanks, Craig. Great to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Basically, I work with homes and businesses to streamline and optimize the design for the primary function in a way that's also aesthetic. So it's really blending aesthetics and functionality. And when people hear feng shui, of course, they're just going to think bamboo and wind chimes and that kind of historical stuff. But really, my whole focus is on what makes a space function at its best for whatever purpose it's supposed to be serving for whoever is living there, working there. And in the case of retail, whoever's going to be shopping there as well. Yes. And you found, and this is not just yourself, but um, around the study of flow of spaces that uh, people react to their surroundings and maybe influenced or impacted or in case of retail space could have an impact on sales. Absolutely. It's the same thing in real estate, right? There's that famous location when it comes to business. And with any kind of real estate, curb appeal is a very real thing. And people are not going to go into a business if they don't like the look of the place from the outside. There might be any kind of aesthetic or otherwise energetic obstacle. And when I say energetic, it can sound really woo, but it's really, there's just something that doesn't feel right. And you want to create a space where people are going to feel and they're going to be attracted not just through their eyes, but the overall sense of the space, which is how I came up with the name of my business. Amazing. Now, getting people into stores, it's a bit of a challenge, but you mentioned a while ago, there was something where you know, there was a table in a store that was placed with an angle that was focusing sharply at the door, which yeah. people didn't seem to want to come in the store. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, that was amazing. It was at a really well-known chain that takes care of, they do really good displays. They generally have things set up well. But I just noticed one time they changed their display and they had a table angle so that the corner of the table was pointing towards the door. And I just walked by and I noticed this. And so I decided I was just going to stand outside and observe. And I saw several people. I, I stood outside for 10 minutes or so. And I saw people would come up to the door, look inside and then walk away. And more people would look in and walk away than actually enter the store. Now, the thing with a corner is, as far as our nervous system is concerned, it's the same as a, somebody pointing their finger at you or anything that's sharp. And you know, our nervous systems, the way we observe reality, we have not changed a whole lot. We haven't evolved a whole lot since hunter-gatherer times. So if you see straight lines uh, with a sharp edge, it reminds the nervous system of a weapon, right? It's something where you're aware that you could trip, you could hit your head, you could it's you could get hurt with that sharp edge. And so it was fascinating. It is a feng shui tenet that you don't want to be sitting or working or primarily interfacing in spaces for a long time where there's a sharp corner pointing towards you. And so for me, it was just watching this in action was fascinating. Now, later on, they changed the display and it was, things were aligned properly and people were just walking in as normal. So there are these subtle cues that we are responsive to that I think business owners and shop owners could really be paying attention to so that the design is really going to be more inviting. And there's levels of this that we don't necessarily consciously recognize, but they're still influential. 
Very interesting. Uh, we took a tour of Bloor Street a couple of years ago. Uh, we were talking about entrances to the stores and cleaning and whatnot. Tell me a bit about the exterior of stores and uh, the importance of having that looking good in the eyes of the consumer. And, and how will consumers react if, if, say, a storefront is dirty? I lived in Japan for five years and I would go multiple times to Japan annually for feng shui consulting for 15 or so years. One of the things that I've always noticed is the Japanese will sweep outside the shop entrance every day without fail. It didn't matter what kind of business, a high-end business, low-end business, if it's a, it's a ramen shop or Chanel, they're going to be sweeping outside. You and I did that tour of Bloor Street. And uh, I remember you had asked me the question, can you say who's doing well and who's not? You, you knew the backstory to all of the businesses. There was one in particular, very high-end, internationally known brand, decades old, and it was dusty around the entrance. Now, people are generally looking eye level or above. And so that's where they're consciously going to be seeing. But there's no doubt that what you see peripherally is going to have an impact. And are you really going to go into a shop where they're selling t-shirts that are hundreds of dollars, never mind once you get to the suits, if they can't even be bothered to sweep the front entrance? It was quite gritty what was going on there. And I named a couple of other issues with that particular shop. There was no signage at eye level. Everything was like really up. So it was almost like they're too good for you and you have to look up to them. And yet at ground level... It was not nearly as consistent. There was nothing high class about having that much dust and dirt around. And you told me, actually, nobody knows yet, but this particular shop, this branch is closing down in a few months. And so for me, that was astounding. And you and I walked along one side of the road, and I also named what I saw on the other side of the road. And I think we looked at a dozen or so properties and you said I was 100% accurate in terms of being able to name who was doing well and who wasn't based on the level of maintenance and attention to details like signage, lighting, displays in the windows and so on. That is so fascinating. It can seem woo and it can seem okay. Cleaning is all there is. That's not what I'm speaking to. But in a sense, how you do something is how you do anything. So if they're not taking care of basics like sweeping a front door or keeping things clean... How are they going to be managing their paperwork? How are they going to be taking care of their employees? How are they going to be taking care of their customers and so on? Everything translates, I think, across the board. And there's all these levels to which I think people go sometimes overboard with some of the attempts that they're doing to try to learn customers and they're not necessarily taking care of the basics as we could see here. What about uh, lighting signage and displays in stores? Let's talk a little bit about that, uh, what we see inside the stores and uh, how, I say, product is presented as well as the overall retail space. I think something that's really important is you need to remember that people are there to shop. So you want to show the products. And a lot of the times people will show, I see a lot of shops that show sort of things really singularly and not necessarily grouped together. If you go in somewhere that's cosmetic, dealing with personal care items or so on. I mean, you, you want to create packages or groupings of items so that you're going to not just be interested in one product, but you're going to be interested in, in groups of them. I think the displays are super important. I think shops are possibly spending a little too much on making things super duper fancy with video screens or all of these uh, this other high tech kind of stuff. When if you just pay attention to simple things that appeal to us on a basic level, like a variety of color, uh, which in the natural world signals abundance because our nervous system will recognize that there's lots of fruits and vegetables and there's water around. So basically you feel nourished when you see a lot of colors. 
And that's something that's really lacking in contemporary interior design. And I think that's unfortunately translated into a lot of businesses. If you keep things very neutral, very plain, very beige, you basically feel like you're in a desert and where's the water, where's the food? And that's become very cool and very chic that your nervous system says otherwise. So I think that the lighting as well, you need to be able to see the store. This was one thing that we were observing on Bloor Street, the places that had good lighting where the sign was illuminated, it was clearly visible, the sign was clean and not dusty or dirty. This is all really key. And the products need to be well illuminated. I've been in places where there's these super sharp, super bright spotlights that are beaming into your eyeballs, but they're not really showcasing the product particularly. It needs to, it needs to be the right kind of lighting. Absolutely. Makes sense. Now, technology and stores, does it convert to sales? Tell us a bit about, say, the return on investment and what you're um, seeing in retail spaces. I think it really depends on what kind of shop. What was, there was some shop you had been to in West Edmonton Mall, the skateboarding shop. They had these really bright screens and it was really alluring from a distance. And as you were walking in, it's like you're walking in through this little short tunnel and entrance surrounded by these screens. It's tied in more with the aesthetic of the skateboard culture. And so in a sense there, there was a real tie-in. And so I think that can make sense, but I really wonder whether a lot of places aren't spending tons of money on that kind of thing instead of taking care of the basics. Again, when I was in Toronto, I went to Italy, which uh, I hope we're going to get in Vancouver because uh, I, I went into this place and I just wanted to spend money. It was the arrangement of the items, the color of the packaging, how things were signed, how things were arranged. It was so impeccably done that I wanted to go around and enjoy looking at everything. And there were tons of things I saw that I wanted to buy, but there was something about the ambiance that was so incredibly balanced. And this is that sense that we get that we can't necessarily articulate or point to. And the purpose of any business is to make you want to buy something. And that's exactly how I felt. So it wasn't all this fancy high-end technology. It was good quality signage, good lighting, but excellent displays where things were not overly linear, things were beautifully arranged. And yeah, I just thought it was absolutely impeccably done. Yeah. So, and that's why there's visual merchandising people and whatnot, I'm sure with retail, they're showing the product and this could impact sales. Absolutely. But I think this is where what I do also has that impact because I'm looking at really all these different levels of what's the physiological experience as we move through the space, visually, auditorily, the overall sense of it. And the display is absolutely one of the key things and changing up the window displays. I, I grew up in Montreal where every Christmas time, everybody wanted to see what's the Ogilvy's window display going to be like. It was always this kind of annual tradition. And I think that the regular changing up of window displays is absolutely essential. And some places do it really well. And some places, unfortunately, not as much. Yeah. And Ogilvy doesn't have those windows anymore, unfortunately, now that it's Holt Renfrew Ogilvy. There are display windows, but they're not those Ogilvy windows that many people were talking about over the years, not to mention that they also don't have the bagpipe player anymore. I know that really, that was something where there was really a sense of character, right? There was like those signature characteristics. And it's funny that this is, I'm looking back 40 40- forty odd years to these childhood memories of being in a commercial establishment. 
And it didn't feel like a commercial establishment in that sense. It was just the ambiance and the atmosphere was exceptional. And I think this is what places have an opportunity to do. And I think they're trying to do a lot of wow factor now, like this skateboard shop that we were discussing. And I think in that case, there can be some great alignment and it can really make an impression. But you you want to focus on creating the right mood where people are relaxed and enjoying the space and therefore they want to spend some money makes sense makes sense you mentioned color and the impact that, that can have on a retail space or just on people generally can you dive into that a little bit more i'm curious after you mentioned this comment about nourishment and whatnot i first came across this i've known through my feng shui training and through my experience that people respond positively to color and i'm always interested in what the science has to say and the environmental psychologist ingrid fettel lee wrote a book called Joyful, where she talks about the, among other things, the supportive impact of color. And she's the one who said that we respond to colorful environments in the way that we feel nourished. And it shows abundance specifically because what I mentioned, the the way it triggers for the nervous system, the sense that there's a variety of food and vegetable and water to help those to grow and to nourish us as well. And so if you look at kids at checkouts, uh, at the supermarket or the drugstore, the way they're reaching for candy, are they? do they really know what's in there or are they reaching for the colorful packaging? It is very colorful. And as kids, we used to color a lot. There was Our books were colorful and there was almost this fall from grace when things became black and white and our textbooks became black and white. And we had to use our HB pencils and just write in notebooks in straight lines. And I think there's something that creates a much warmer response and in a culture where we're talking about welcoming people of all colors and welcoming people of all kinds, if you have things with a very restrictive color palette, you're not showing in the environment that you're welcoming difference. You're keeping things very, when you keep things very monochromatic, it's really this two-toned color scheme that tends to be very common, I think is very polarizing. And it's either this or that. And when you have a range of color, and it doesn't mean your place needs to look like a Rubik's Cube, but I think when you have a variety of colors and it's tastefully done, I think there is a certain element of welcome and this reminder of what that natural state is, how we feel when we're walking through a colorful garden, how we feel when we were kids, when we we're able to play with more abandon with a lot of colors. So I think that this would be a really important focal point for a lot of businesses to consider how they can work that in a way that's consistent with their brand, that's consistent with the function of the business and so on. And that's basically some of what I do in my work, really very strong encouragement in that regard. Excellent. Anything else you want to talk about before we sign off? I just think that people need to think of the space a little bit beyond function or aesthetic as separate components and really remember really what's the theme of the business. And people spend a lot of money on branding, but I think they sometimes don't put the focus into the real physiological welcome that this space will create for people and the call to action, the conversion and how that environment can really encourage people to buy and not just wow them. I think uh, there needs to be a connection between all of these points. So I think that there's so much focal points. Uh, there's such a, a big focus nowadays on online shopping and we want to I'm, I'm concerned that the so-called convenience of this, I mean, it is convenient, but 
all of the fun stuff that we have in life is actually inconvenient. Traveling is inconvenient, but you go somewhere beautiful and you have a great time. And it's not something that you could do at home. And so shopping can be a really enjoyable experience. And we don't want things to move to only online shopping. We will really lose something where we can just come across things and meet people and find things that we wouldn't find if we were just looking online, just because we happen to stumble across something. So I really hope that shop owners and business owners of all kinds will really put a different kind of focus on how it is that they can create a really authentic welcome. This has been a really fascinating discussion. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Mark Ainley. He's a contemporary feng shui consultant and founder of Sense of Space based in Vancouver. Thank you for joining us here today, Mark. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, Craig. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you so much again. Take care and bye for now.